when did you know that you were going to have a career in singing? I mean, it must have come at a fairly early age. Uh, when I was a child, I sang all the time. I can. I was singing my first song. Tickle my belly button, tickle my underarms. <laughs> Should we start ordering for Uber Eats now? I'm down. No tomatoes. I still can't have tomatoes. I could be down for like some Korean. I've never done Korean if it's not like at a Korean barbecue place. What if we just lit a fire right here in the middle of your living room and just... You like sushi? I'd be down for sushi. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Damn, that smells bomb. Well, again. Hey guys, Tom here. I just wanted to say hey really quick while Gino finishes his Yakaniku. Did you guys like that last episode? It might have been a little heavy, but I got news for you. We aren't quite ready to lighten that load just yet, because this episode we dive headfirst into prison reform and how shopping for groceries at Vons might actually perpetuate the evils of mass incarceration. All of that comes a little later, after Gino tells us a hilarious story about some drama in the workplace. Also, make sure to check out the Welp Dig In Marketplace. We have a new shirt specific to episode 30 that we think you'll love. Buy a thousand of them if you can. Alright, cheers. Yeah. I've been feeling very, very beat up at work, dude. That fucking email really took oh, it yeah. out of me, man. How, how's that? But how like, is that a, bro, like, give, like, give us I, some backstory on that. These USC people that I deal with, it's like I wake up every morning knowing that I'm about to get yelled at in fucking like just have some personal shots taken at me every single day and I know exactly who I'm going to argue with every single day. It's like, it's a pretty exhausting feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like being like a boxer, you know what I mean? It's like I know, like I know I'm on this, I'm on that card today. I'm about to fight with fucking, like dude, tomorrow I know I'm about to fight with this dude named Rich Tate. Ultimately what happened last week is I sent out a mail merge to 30 people uh, who had bought in a single game ticket. This is what the email said. Hey, blank. Noticed you bought some tickets with us in the past. Wanted to see what your plan is for this upcoming season. Give me a call. 213. Blah, 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 blah. Right? One of the people in this mail merging list happened to have be the vice president of USC. And because I had said, Hey, instead of hi, without any prior, uh, communication, it was informal. So she emails like my boss's 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 boss saying, is this really how we communicate with our ticket base? So he has an absolute shitstorm that the fucking, 
throws an absolute shit fit that the vice president's emailing him this shit. He's like, who's Gino Paul? Blah, 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 blah. I can't believe he said, hey, instead of hi. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> so I got calls from seven different people who are my bosses telling me like, hey, it's not a big deal to me personally, but uh, you know, you can't be saying hey instead of hi. And I was telling you this, that one person said, uh, you know, I'm sure with time you'll be able to earn trust back <laughs> for saying hey instead of hi. Yeah. And keep in mind, I've generated more revenue than anybody on the team, but that's not important. Yeah. Bro, if I was at yeah. the Clippers and I was telling people on the phone, like, if you don't buy season tickets, I'm going to fucking slaughter your family. And they were buying. No one would fucking say anything about my the way I fucking yeah, they'd sell. say good sale. Yeah, exactly. Do it again. Yeah, I think I was Damn. saying to you when you mentioned that uh, it would make me feel like I'm constantly walking on eggshells. Yeah, because if there's if there's an issue with saying hey instead of hi, then my own gauge of what's right and wrong would be so out of whack. Yeah, I would have no idea when I'm doing something right and wrong. If I if if hey and hi could be such a huge issue, exactly. It almost seems like a setup by people with more power to see how many times little people can fail. It, it <laughs> seems like it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. But these USC fans are fucking insane, bro. Yeah, I've heard I've heard people being like, I just can't go to the games anymore, and I'm like, why? And they're like, if they lose one more fucking time, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Like, be- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that they didn't want to go anymore because of you. Oh, I get that Gino shit Paul, too. I get that shit you. too. Oh, it definitely gets personal. Whoa, I've been called yeah, like I've been called a snake oil salesman. A snake oil salesman. Yeah. You're like, your field is like the most intense possible version of Uber. Like, like I've always thought that like Uber and shit would be interesting just because you would be basically just talking to strangers for like, you know, 15 minutes every day, maybe like 15, 20 strangers. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, that, that's got to be interesting. You just kind of get a little glimpse into someone else's life for a short period of time and then you drop them off. You never see them again. Yeah. But it sounds like you're doing that, but all of them hate you. NTS show? No.
I want to have fun. I mean, what's the fucking point of anything if like you're not gonna have fun with your shit? Yeah. But I would like to make more proactive steps towards getting what I ultimately want, which is what I had to think about. I it was funny what spawned all this shit too. Is like I had we had an all day seminar with this fucking bullshit guy talking about uh, finding our why. Tony Robbins shit. Exactly. How long have you been together? Uh, a little over nine years. Yeah. How often do you guys make love? About once every two weeks. About once every two weeks. Twice a month. Twice a month. Okay, good. Sounds like, you know, an enema you might take or something like that, you know, twice a month. It all can change. See, there was a day a long time ago when a little baby was born and there was an attack. And the attack was brutal. And the mother was killed. And the father, trying to save the child, threw him in the bushes. So the baby lion lived. It does make you think. I mean, like when you're kind of forced to having to do it, like for an all-day thing. And the father was massacred as well. And after the massacre was done, the little baby woke up all alone. There was nothing to even see what his mother would look like. All he knows is he was alone. And then these sheep came by. Bah! A little lion cub came out, and one of the sheep came up and rubbed up against him. And before you know it, within a few months, he's one of the troop. He sees the little lion going on, going, making the same sounds. And then one day, a group of lions came in, and they sliced up all the sheep around them. And now the little lion is a big fucking lion going, and he's horrified by it all. He's in shock. And this one giant lion comes over and smacks him on the head and says, what the fuck is going on with you? And he grabs him by the hair and he takes him. He takes him. And he takes him until he can see a puddle of water there. And he looks and he sees he's not a fucking sheep. But still he's not convinced. So the lion feeds him some of the sheep. And he's trying to spit it out because it's a vegan and stuff. He's horrified. I can't eat my brethren. But then the big lion shoves into his mouth and something magical happens inside. Something truly magical. He fucking remembers who he is. That there's something inside of you that nothing can ever take away. Nothing. And as the food goes down, a crazy fucking thing happens. He stops saying, bah, bah. And he fucking roars. Give me a roar. That's the fucking roar. That's the fucking roar. Fuck yes, brother. That's the fucking roar. Give me a roar. does it is it is kind of interesting to like kind of think of like to actually have to like articulate your why yeah and articulate your values is there any flexibility within something like that to just be comfortable with not having a why or do you not get to be at that seminar and get away with just not having a why you know what i'm saying like as that dude is talking is he for one second ever saying like 
look, it's okay if you don't have a why. Or is he saying everybody has a why? You have to go. You have to figure out what it is. Well, they all have the approach of like this. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, and I was thinking the same thing too. Like, I don't know what my why is. But then I was thinking, that's a why everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, that's a why I think it's unhuman to not have s- some sort of motivation, which I guess is what it's really just trying to pull from you. But I mean, are people coming up with like, well, I guess I want to be, I mean, yeah, I guess the foundational one is just like having like a nice home or something. Yeah. But you're also supposed to like kind of bake in some sort of like career thing with it. I mean, that's why this guy came, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it, uh, that's just what I was reacting to is like, I can't really think of a why for my career. Really? I just kind of do it just cause I need money. We got maybe something cultural we can talk about. Well, what I mean, no, I mean, what, <laughs> what would you think are your biggest, like, uh, okay, let's go through this seminar today. Cause uh, right now, real quick, if you had to think about your three major priorities. What are they? I would say not disappointing. My parents is that's one really actually in the top three. Yeah, for sure. I feel like everything I do every day is mostly just so that my parents aren't disappointed in me. And that's okay. Do you disagree? Like, think about the things that you do or don't do. Okay. I guess if you lost your job, you would be like, there'd be a second where you think, what are my parents going to think? Right? For sure. Basically anything I do, if I got hit by a car, I would say, damn, my parents are going to be like my parents. Like, you know, they said this would happen. If I like, yeah, like if I run out of money, I have to ask my parents for money and that doesn't make me feel good. Uh, All of these things are essentially like, how is this going to be viewed through the eyes of my parents for the most part? So one of them is just like, how do I, how do I keep appearances up for my parents is one of the biggest ones. I guess. Okay. I guess I'm kind of rephrasing it. Okay, cool. Maybe it still is that, but okay. Mine are be the best friend that I could be put myself in a position to where I could create like a life for my children the way like my dad had for me. You know what I mean? That's number two. Yeah. And then three is to like kind of degaff about the creative shit. Just like, you know, just keep doing it. Just have fun with it. Yeah. And just like, how long did it take you to come up with the first two? Not uh, to shit on you. <laughs> not to shit on me. They seem a little, they just don't seem very unique. No, I don't think Which they, I have guess they to don't be. have to be. The third one does seem like it's specific to you, but, but being, yeah, like the other one, but that's, a, but really I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it is you not unique, but like, if I mean, if I grew up in the hood, maybe mine would be have a raise a kid in an environment that I didn't have, but I'm just talking about like, even though those are unique at the end of the day, that is ultimately what I want. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I felt like my parent, my dad definitely like had somewhat of a life of comfort. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I definitely strive to have that. And that's really, really what you want though. Like that's not yeah, like, no, that's you can't not think bullshit. of anything else that you want more. Like, yeah, I want those things too, but I hardly ever spend a second on the couch thinking, okay, like this is what I want. No, I think about that shit all the time. Really? Yeah. My dad created like, a life for himself to where he could comfortably have a family. He could comfortably retire early. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he can give the, his kids whatever they want. That's all. I, th- I think about that shit all the time. Yeah. That's wild. I Cause I would I never, never like about that. I mean, dude, there's so many things I just kind of take for granted that I think about all the time. Like as an adult, like for instance, my job, 
bitching about my job. I've never heard my dad bitch about his job growing up. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. had, I've never thought about like, oh, I don't know if my dad can make it to this basketball game of mine this weekend because he he always was there. He he like retired early. He had all these options, and I think about that yeah. shit all the time. That's like, I would love to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I never think about that. And then the friend thing, you don't think about that shit. You know what I mean? Like I know like how like just hangouts or check-ins mean to me mm-hmm. and I want to like, you know, make sure that I do, I, re- I reciprocate. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's something that I hope is just like a built in part of uh, enough of a built in part of my day that I don't need to remind myself to like do those things. You're pretty good at but that. Shit, so automatically I, I feel like I have yeah. to like remind myself to, or recently I feel like, I've been like, you know what? I don't want some of these relationships to like slip or whatever. I would love to know what blah, blah, blah is up to even more distant people. Yeah. But that's not something where I think like, okay, like one of my priorities is to be a better friend. So I need to set some sort of goal to myself for myself to like reach out to these people. I think that's the one of the best parts about Instagram is I'll just see like, you know, a post from like this girl that I worked with five years ago on Instagram and then be like, I'm just going to say what up. Like not even on some like I'm hitting on this you know yeah, yeah, same yeah. girl as an example, but like anybody could pop up and then I'll and then it's just kind of fun to just be like, what's up? Like that was funny, haha. Like to not have any like reservations about like it would be weird to just say like looks cool even though you haven't talked to this person in like eight years or whatever. Um, I just feel like you know getting older, like life does move faster. I mean, as stupid as that sounds like nah, I feel, yeah. weeks can quickly turn into months, which can turn quickly turn into years. And you're like, Oh shit. I haven't talked to this person in two years. Yeah. And I feel like that shit goes a long way. You know what I mean? And like, definitely want to cut this out, but it's like, uh, like I don't take being like, I don't take you guys for granted at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, I love you guys, you know I mean? So like, uh, I just always remind myself, like, just thankful to have, like, good friends like that.
now hearing my three, what would your three be? Would it still be your parents? Nah, because nah. I mean, I, I see. I mean, I even see the problem in saying it and phrasing it that way immediately. Is it's like a viewing things as like how do I avoid trouble as a as opposed to like how do I like achieve things? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that like the big one for me, and this might be like one of these like uh, like kind of like a mirage type of deal. Like it might be like kind of like a mirage where it's like a false goal. Like it feels like something that's attainable. But a big one for me is always just like um, like self discovery. You know, like the trips by myself and the walks and all this stuff are just like an effort to like, see if I can think of anything, learn anything new, absorb anything different, and then figure out how I can react to those things. Like that's generally like what ends up being like the most driving thing for me. Like every single day is like, can I put myself into a situation where like I interpret something and like have a reaction to that thing? And, uh, that's kind of the thing that pushes me all the time. Even like whenever I've had any sort of like impulses to want to have like a hot tub, like any, (laughs) any times when I've like made, like decided that I have financial goals, the financial goals are usually oriented towards one day having a hot tub or a jacuzzi tub <laughs> in my in my ba- in my bathroom. And are you saying that's number two? Those are one in the same. This is all a part of self discovery. Hot tub is part of self discovery yes, because those are things that, for me personally, really really nurture uh, meditative. And I'm not saying like meditating because I don't really meditate and I've never really gotten super hooked on meditating, but they still, they, they facilitate an environment where I can just let my mind kind of wander and then think of things, anything that can help me kind of clear my mind. Not that I'm even like cluttered up there, but it's like the walk is essentially the more physical form of taking a bath for me. So it's like for decades into the future, I'm just thinking, how can I orchestrate a life for myself where I free up enough mental bandwidth to be able to interpret things as clearly as possible? And for what reason? I don't really even know. You know what That's I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to write like a, you know, some like wild, like psychological, like memoir down the line where I'm like, I figured it out. I have the solution, but in my entire life, I don't think I've ever felt more of like an exhilarating high than when I just have a cool idea. Being able to sit in a fucking hot tub in the future, <laughs> a future hot tub <laughs> that I'm in, and just be sitting there and then think about something and shift my perspective on it a little bit and go, huh, that's pretty wild. And then take my phone out and write it down as a note in my phone. It's like, that's like foot. That's like the juice for me. You know what I mean? And so I guess, yeah, my point to that was like, is this some like thing that I'm chasing my entire life where it's like this, is this something that's like ever going to materialize into something? Is there any worth in just like, like orienting my entire life towards just trying to think of something cooler and cooler and cooler (laughs) until I get to 90 and I'm on my deathbed and I think of the coolest thing I've ever thought of before. I don't know, but that's one, that's one of the things. Yeah. Um, 
Bro, honestly, that's some crazy shit too. Just first, a quick second, because uh, do things have any worth or value if they don't materialize into something? You know, like I could sit here all day and think about uh, explore things emotionally and never end up putting them into like a painting or a, sh- a story or things that like artists find a way to like interpret events and stories and feelings and then manifest them into something where they can give them to other people and then other people can connect with those things and find community and shit like that. Do those things that they're interpreting have any value just as these, um, you know, kind of intangible ethereal things that never materialize into something like if I'm feeling and unpacking something, does it have any value on its own unless I turn it into a fucking movie? That's kind of the difference between like potential and like achievement is like I could have unlimited potential if I have interesting takes on stuff my whole life, but I only ever achieve anything if I turn those takes into a marketable yeah, commodity. Then it, then it gets into some philosophical shit. I mean, then it's like, what is your definition of fulfillment? That's kind of what I'm saying is like thus far I've felt okay with just feeling these things. I feel you. And not turning them into something. And then I almost feel better about when I finally do make something, (sighs) essentially making something out of the ultimate runt of the litter of feelings and thoughts. I might go through months of just like, just feeling emotional and trying to figure out who the fuck I am and all this stuff and then make back to walking, you know, where it's like, I'm like, it's almost like, it's almost like something where I'm, uh, acknowledging that like the most important thing is to like, it's like nothing matters kind of. that ended up going through some twists and turns we're letting it out i think there's something in there i mean i think it's interesting we're figuring out things the the philosophy of like can you just experience stuff you know especially because with today it's like we were talking before like you know in in season one about like feeling like you need to do stuff like if it's got to be unique to our generation we have the tools where people just want to be making all the time, creating a collective, making t-shirts, putting stuff out there, being a curator, having taste. All of those supposedly stem from something within yourself. You know, like if you're a tastemaker on Instagram, the assumption is that there's something inside of you, some well that's springing up with this inspiration and these tastes that then spills onto Instagram. Does that still have value if it just stays inside of you and never makes it out into the world to be recognized? Like, can, is it okay to just sit with yourself and realize your tastes and appreciate them and just have them without making something out of them? I mean, obviously yes, but then it's like, I feel like a hypocrite saying that because it's like, look what we're doing right now. Yeah. I know we've been rocking for a while, but guess what? You've only listed one. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's one for sure. I guess to simplify it, the guy's whole ultimate pitch was if you're able to articulate it. You know what I mean? Like, if you can articulate what your whys are, like, within a sentence or two. Is the important thing that you can articulate it in two sentences? Yeah, like, if you if you can, like, explain to someone as simple as, you know, an apple is red. Yeah, some you, of them are green, my man. it's essentially what you were saying but as opposed to living a comfortable life to service a child and to uh, fulfill like the legacy of like the patriarch in my family it's more of living a comfortable life so that I can feel free to like just explore the things that I'd want to explore. Yeah, you want to you want you want to continue that feeling of like uh, just being curious, curious, and learning yeah. things. Yeah, so that's one. Yeah, right, so two would be uh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, Tom again. What's your why? Hopefully you have an easier time figuring it out than me. But at the same time, I kind of hope that you don't. Not as a selfish thing, because I want you to be as lost as I am. But more so because I think the journey is the most important part. Your whys should be forever changing as you're growing. So figuring out your whys should be fun. Like getting caught in the rain, or eating french fries, or dancing. Maybe dancing is your why. Why not? We'll come back to that another time. For now, have a good one, all right? Cheers. Be good. Talk soon. Stay safe, all right? We'll check in later. Bye. Cheers. Have a good one. Run, run, run for the rubble. The bigger it opens, the sooner it closes. Let